0: Happy Brews Day, Tuesday, everybody. My name is Caroline King, and you're listening to Bitch Beer. Hey everyone. Thanks for coming back. I am so excited for today's episode. I know I say that every time, but I, I really mean it. I just, I love this. This is such a blast. <laughs> Today I interview Todd from Good Word Brewing up in Duluth. I absolutely love Good Word Brewing. They are one of my favorite breweries in Georgia and they have this amazing, uh, just the, the brewery alone is fantastic, but they also have an amazing restaurant with it. So they're technically a brew pub. Their food is probably some of the best food I've ever had. It's really, truly amazing. They do so many great things and they started doing these beer dinners. So you get like beer and food pairings and they partner with different breweries. It is super amazing. And I am so excited to talk with Todd. The main focus of our conversation though is the beer festival that I am most excited about this year. Little beer, little beer is a low gravity beer event and it is so much fun. It's a great day. You get to have really great beers, but it's just by the end of the day, you you feel good. You don't, feel like you've had like 16 loaves of bread <laughs> as, as I do with some beer festivals, which I mean, no shade whatsoever. I'm never going to complain about a, a beer festival, but little Beer is just so much fun. The vibe is so great. Todd does such an amazing job curating these breweries. The breweries that are going to be there are all really great breweries, breweries that are really good quality. And, you know, I I call it the Todd stamp of approval, which he has really great. He has a really good eye for what's cool and what's trending, but also we talk about how he has grown his business, how he's grown his name, and just how he himself is just a beer geek at heart, and how he's just such a fan of this industry just as much as he loves being in it. So it's really great to talk to him, longtime friend of the podcast. Um, I had him on the podcast a couple of years ago now, but but yeah, instant friends ever since. Very excited to have him. So yes, please listen to the episode. It's going to be a great time. Cheers. God, how's it going? Uh,
1: pretty good. Thank you for having me today.
0: Of course. Um, so, those of you who have never been up to Duluth or been to Goodword, I have. The guy in charge, Todd, on the podcast. I'm so excited. Uh, How's it going?
1: Uh, Pretty awesome. We're getting ready for a little beer, which is uh, our lager event. This is the second year. Yeah, Yeah. so we're busy with that and just trying to make beer. I think I just had an alarm go off, so my life in timers (laughs) is kind of, it should be a beer name. If I did puns, that would be one of my beer names.
0: I should have checked before we started recording. Do you need to go check something because an alarm just went off?
1: No, it's fine. I'll let it go. (laughs) I
0: live on alarms as well. I have probably about 50 alarms all throughout the day to remind me for phone calls and going to things. So, yeah, I'm right there with you. (laughs) Nice. Okay. So I know. So you've been on the podcast before. So you're a friend of the podcast long time. And that was like uh, in y'all's first year of being here. How long has Good Word been around now?
1: Man, that seems like it wasn't that long ago. Crazy. Yeah. Um, So we opened November 28th of 2017. Wow. And I think you already know. But um, we hired a a brewer in the beginning. I hired him like three months before he opened. And then he absconded back to Canada and I was, I mean honestly it was a bummer then and it was a whirlwind. Like I was helping my business partner Ryan run run the floor and then uh, I was in the brewery in the daytime so I was here like 16, 18 hours a day after he left. It's a lot. It was a lot but the intention wasn't for me to be the brewer although that was like my secret love. I wanted to do that. And uh, if he would not have have left, I would never have had that opportunity. So ultimately I'm super glad he did. That's <laughs> Even awesome. though it was terrible.
0: Well, and that's the, that's such a good thing to bring up though, because it's like, sometimes you just get so attached to people with your business and oh, yeah. what you're doing. And when that sort of thing happens, the way that you like adapt and overcome, like really says a lot about the way you run things. Yeah. So, and that's really cool that you can kind of like the way you pivoted and how you like overcame that.
1: Yeah, it was definitely not easy. I think for the first like three to four months I was just trying not to hurt myself back right there. Which definitely happened a lot.
0: Oh yeah. I definitely get surprised when breweries allow me in the back of their area because I'm like, should I is this safe for me? Oh yeah. Um so and with Goodword, y'all I mean, y'all have so many different I feel like you always have such an amazing variety of styles, everything like that. The Wrigley Fields Forever is like one of my favorite ones because I'm a Chicago girl. That's so super
1: dope. But. Well, I've got good news for you and other Chicago fans. I'm actually cleaning the tank to move that beer over like today. Yes, so, I'm so excited. Yes, we should have that beer in the next like week and a half, two weeks.
0: Down. I'm, I will absolutely be here for that. I'm so excited.
1: <laughs> That'll be the first time we've had a fruited sour in almost four months. So. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah,
1: I mean, so how I usually do them is we have five, 10 barrel tanks back there in one 20 barrel. So I'll double brew a sour. And then kind of split it, you know, and do fruit in one and usually not on the other. And, uh, yeah, we just, you know, we were brewing a lot of lagers and I did a 20 barrel batch of lager. And so that takes a long time in the tanks. And, yeah, it's been a minute. So this time last year, we probably would have had four or five different fruited sours. Uh, Well, four, including our Berliner Weiss, which has no fruit. So, yeah, now we have lots of lagers and English beer and oh, yeah. not so many sours, but it's coming back, I promise.
0: And that's like, I, I mean, that's one of my favorite. I mean, I love all the styles that y'all produce, but yeah. lagers, pilsners, those are my go-to. Yep. Um, is that, are those your favorite styles to brew?
1: For sure. I mean, so this is how I look at it. Coming from Brick Store, right, mm-hmm. where you have all this world-class beer. We had 29 drafts um, when I was there. They now have a cask bar. But, um, and you you kind of had something for everybody. You had something for somebody who has been in craft beer for a long time, somebody who was just getting into it. Right. Uh, you know, you hit some English stuff and you had lots of Belgian beer, IPAs. Of course, you kind of have this, like, really well-rounded list. And so that's kind of the ethos that, you know, Ryan and I took when we went open opened this place up. So we were like, all right, we should hit all of these sort of parameters. So even though we did have lots of fruity sours uh, last year, we always had a pretty balanced list. You know, a saison. Yeah. You know, three or four loggers, three three to four uh, English beers, just something for kind of everybody.
0: That's awesome. And yeah. that's, that was gonna be my next point to bring up is, you have such a variety, variety list. So um, when you're approaching each of the styles, each time that I've had a different style here, it's always been super consistent, really good. Like Thank each you. time it tastes really good. What is your approach when you're kind of going for a style that you haven't necessarily brewed a lot? Like how do you try to make sure that the quality is there?
1: So the quality is, that should always be kind of across the board, just mm-hmm. cause the process. But that's a great question because sometimes I haven't had a style of beer like the beer you're drinking now. It's uh, a so Czech, the
0: Czech Pilsner. Yeah, it's
1: a Czech so tin, good uh, Pilsner Fetli Pivo. So I've seen a lot of um, American craft brewers make these, but I've never had you know one from the Czech Republic. I made a Czech dark lager. I'd never had one of those. Wow. And we've got a, a Palatimavia half dark uh, Czech lager that we're about to release, and i have never had one of those. Not from you know where they come from. So. You know, I try to get an example if I can of mm-hmm. that style if I'm not familiar with it. And then I just do a fuck ton of research, honestly. It's like I want it to be as by the book for the style um, as I can possibly make it. And so that's why I, I try not to, I don't want to say not have fun with the beer, but I want it to be representative. And so we have this German guy who comes in here a lot, and he's a big fan of ours. He's, I bet. <laughs> he just happens to, like, work out this way. I don't know if he lives in this area or not, but mm-hmm. um, he definitely... He's kind of my high water mark. If this guy's happy with what we're doing, and he's not just blowing smoke because he didn't know who I am the first time he, you know, said <laughs> that, that uh, our beers were really nice. So, yeah, that's awesome. I want I want people to be like, yeah, this is fucking delicious, and it tastes as it says on the menu and as it should.
0: That's so, so he so he came up to you not knowing that you were like the owner and everything, and told you like how good the beer was.
1: I, I was behind the bar. I think I was cleaning lines. Oh, and awesome. And one of the uh, bartenders were like, "Hey, you should meet this guy." And so awesome. I was just like, "You know, what's up?" He wasn't like your beer is fucking amazing. He's like, this is very good. This is quality. Well, for German <laughs> yeah. people
0: though, my whole, my whole mom's side of the family is all German. Saying oh, that yeah. is basically like, you know, you're indebted to like get their daughter or whatever. <laughs>
1: right, right. I like <laughs> You that. can have
0: all their cattle and. <laughs> yes.
1: Mini heads and <laughs> booze.
0: <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, that's very, yeah, my grandmother, straight from Germany, like. <laughs> nice (laughs) um that's hilarious uh well also one other thing well there's hundreds of other things but y'all have been doing so well with branching out to other breweries in the form of collaborations yeah so i feel like y'all are always doing like really great collaborations with really great breweries uh how did you get that started and then how have you continued that
1: um i'm trying to think of what the first collab we did was um so when I was still at Brickstore, actually, when we were just planning this, I started mm-hmm. doing collabs then. I think I did one with, um, God, Wild Heaven, Free oh, Taverns. Yeah. yeah. It was just a handful. Um, we were kind of talking about this before uh, we, we got going was being out in the burbs. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, I don't say make a lot of noise, but be a little bit louder because, you know, people may not look at Duluth as a beer destination. Hopefully, we're helping change that. Oh, yeah. But I feel like, you know, doing collabs with – Brewers of note, like um, adds like sort a, a certain like gravitas.
0: Oh yeah. And I think
1: a little bit it's like me trying to qualify us to just being honest. Like, you know, I feel like we make really good beer, but you know, like I said before, coming from being a home brewer and all that sort of things, like always have that kind of chip on my shoulder, like proving ourselves a little bit. But um going to like, you know, beer festivals and meeting other brewers, like if you're the brewer that brings you know lagers or english beer like you know brewers drinks or whatever brewers beers you're going to get some attention from brewers for sure. for sure and so a couple of my friends would definitely make fun of me uh john <laughs> uh from resident cultures one
0: oh he's such a he's such he's a, a favorite he's, he's awesome. the best <laughs> yeah he'll be here in
1: a couple of days actually yep. you're coming for the dinner so i am
0: i'm so excited
1: but uh he busts my chops he's like <laughs> "Fucking good word tap takeover time you do a, a a festival but usually i drive and so I'm like, if I'm going to drive, I'm going to bring, you know, the two kegs or whatever that they ask for. Yeah. And then bring whatever package we have. So I've been a lot of brewers that way.
0: I think that's such a really cool way to like bootstrap your way with these yeah. bre- I think that I have so much respect for that because I feel like I relate to that a lot as well. Because that's kind of like, like getting my podcast started yeah. and collaborating with other influencers that I appreciate and other like other podcasters. Right. I think that's such a great way because also... These people that like these other breweries that have been like more established or around for longer, they wouldn't attach themselves to you if you didn't already have a good product to begin with
1: without a doubt. That's definitely key key one. And I get asked that question sometimes by other brewers. like Mm -hmm. they're like, how do you meet these brewers?" And I'm like. You know, part of me is like, well, because beer is fucking good. That's what I want to say, you know, but like. And
0: you're so nice, too. Like, who wouldn't want to talk to you for like forever? <laughs> Thank you very much.
1: Um, but also send beer, you know. And I've had plenty of brewers, um, our breweries, that like, you know, just didn't respond. I'm like, they fucking hated our beer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but, you know. Like I'm wearing a Heater Allen shirt right now. I was just talking with um, with them via That's uh, so cool. email. Yeah, she's one one of the best brewers in the fucking country. It's funny because they're a smaller brewery and they're on the West Coast and so not many people know who they are over here. But uh, there's a handful of brewers like, how the fuck did you get Lisa <laughs> Allen to do beer with you? I'm That's like, awesome. I'm like, well, I've been communicating with her for like a couple of years now. Well, maybe two years. And I have sent her beer probably four or five times. That and is so cool. Back. Yeah, it was super dope. But, um, also when I was making my first smoked beer, maybe two years ago,
0: I love smoked beer and the one y'all yeah. did was so good. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
1: But anyway, she was one of the folks that I reached out to, to ask like, Hey, can you give me some advice on smoke? I've never really worked with That is uh, so cool. Malt. and I had her and, uh, Mike Karnasky who does Zebulon. He's awesome too. And I basically followed what she said to do. She's like, use 25 to 28% for like a pronounced, uh, smoke character and it turned out fucking dope.
0: That is so amazing and i love how collaborative the environment that you've created here is because that's that's one thing it's like being able to be like hey like i've never done this before like i'm going to reach out to somebody that i know does a really great job like totally. and i think that's such a cool way to come about that because even if y'all use the same recipe it's going to have different characteristics to it
1: absolutely and we actually did with uh, Hedy allen we did um coastline pills it was dry hops that's awesome and they did coastline pills and they didn't dry hop it but everything else was like exactly the same same malt same uh yeast and process and all that theirs was probably better though honestly <laughs> we just rebrewed it and we're releasing it this week but it was it was really good ours was good too but hers was phenomenal
0: that's awesome and you're so humble too i just you're just so supportive of other brewers and just so Uh, what's the word I'm trying to find? Like, you're just so appreciative of like their, of their contribution to the brewing industry. And it's just, I love the way that you've like gotten information from so many, like such a diverse group of people to, you know, really make what good word is doing. Like what it is that y'all are doing. It's great.
1: Yeah. I mean, we wanted a place that, you know, the food was going to be great. The cocktails were not going to be an afterthought and Mm -hmm. they were going to be really good. And I think they're amazing. And also the wine list would be good. I mean, it kind of has to hit on all those cylinders and um, you know, There are definitely times when i'm like our place is too big we have you know all the stuff to like be good at but it's a collaborative effort like we have amazing people from top to bottom to like kind of get us through this you know and it's been really awesome as soon as we get more back to the house folks we're going to open up you know for lunch on tuesday wednesday and thursday yeah and hopefully dinner on sunday but the staff we have is
0: that's awesome. It, th- I was just talking about that before we got recording, talking with, uh, so we were talking about the different like hospitality backgrounds of everyone oh, here. Yeah. You have such a diverse group of people that like some are coming from like fine dining yep. and like just kind of all across the board, but everyone that got started here, they started as a fan of Good Word too, which sure, is yeah. huge.
1: And that goes back to kind of what you were um, saying before, I'm a, a fan of beer, mm-hmm. you know, and I still, even though I'm 42 and I started in the craft beer industry in 2005 when I started at Berg's store, I'm still a fan of beer, you know, <laughs> I really am. Like, I feel like beer's getting better. I feel like, you know, there was a time, two or three years ago, you go into a tap room and it's like seven different same hazy IPAs, you know what I mean? And so now when somebody reaches out to do a collab with us, they're not like, hey, let's do a fruit and sour, let's do a stout or something, it's like, Hey man can we make a fucking english beer and i'm like yeah we can totally make English beer, <laughs> which is refreshing
0: that's awesome mm-hmm. that's so cool and it, you can feel the excitement like just when you walk in here but also just like sitting and talking to you like every time we talk about a different beer your eyes light up and it's just like it's really cool to be part of that
1: Awesome. They're usually lit up all the time, but I know I'm lactose intolerant, but I still have uh, a craving for ice cream and I ate too much last night. So I hear uh, you. It's probably too much information, but
0: you know what? Dairy is one of those things
1: I had to give up and it was the hardest thing to do, but you just have to sometimes. So I don't drink milk and could, you know, if I never saw milk again in my life, I'd be fine. But I love ice cream. Ice cream and
0: cheese are my vices. Yeah, I love
1: cheese too. Yeah. Like a good,
0: like, but not just like regular, like I need like, Good like goat cheese or like brie. Like I need like the good like cheese board cheese. Oh yeah, that's what. That's when it's worth it for I'm me. I'm with that.
1: But also <laughs> like the uh, crappy, you know, um, yellow cheese in the wrapper, and you make like a grilled cheese. Oh yeah, I'm a grilled cheese fan. Love them. And you have to use two
0: of the craft singles. You have to. You use have to. Two. Or, or otherwise, why are you even doing anything? It's not melty enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there was one time I did chunks of Velveeta, and that was that was too much. It was okay. too far. It was like all over the pan. It was too much.
1: I've had some fancy grilled cheeses and they're always like tasty, but I'm, I've, craft Singles is where it's at.
0: It's, it's like that childhood like callback. Yeah. And it's like that and some like tomato soup or chicken noodle soup. For sure. It's like, it doesn't get
1: better. So I've got three kids, right? My oldest is 14. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They're all girls. Oldest is 14. Middle one is uh, 12. And the youngest just turned five like a week and a half oh ago. Oh
0: my gosh.
1: Yeah. Anyway, none of them like grilled cheeses. I can't believe it. They like macaroni and cheese, which is what the other thing that I ate when I was a child. But <laughs> they could care less about grilled cheese. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on with these kids? <laughs> but, you know, it's funny because they won't touch grilled cheese. But my wife is um, half Korean. Her mom's from Seoul. They love the food that you can find out here. And we, oh, eat, yeah. we probably eat Asian food 70% of the time in That's the house. Awesome. So like, I try to cook for that and stuff. And I'm on TikTok looking at recipes and stuff like this. And
0: TikTok is an amazing resource for recipes it's and really any good. like food hacks.
1: Love it. Love I did it. the
0: tortilla hack and then I did the um, the feta pasta bake thing.
1: Oh, I haven't seen that. That was really good. Well, I've been wanting to make lasagna and last night <laughs> while I was uh, having stomach pains from all the ice cream I had, <laughs> uh, I saw this uh, lasagna and I'm like, I'm fucking doing that. Mm-hmm. So I sent it to myself.
0: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. You have to let us know how it turns out. I will. I will. Well, and the food here is so good, too. Every time I come, I swear. Do y'all have the grouper sandwich back on the menu? No. no. You have to let me know when it comes back. That was like my I was addicted to that sandwich.
1: <laughs> Heard. Yeah, we've changed it so many times. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, like even from, you know, us shutting down March, what, 15th or 16th for the pandemic initially, yeah. uh, from that point, just to getting, you know, fully back open, we changed the menu like six times. That's great. Obviously, we did a soup kitchen and just gave food away for, you know, however long. That was
0: incredible. That was so, so, so
1: great. You know what's crazy is we actually, um, I'm I'm trying to think of the name of this contest. It was called A Nut Above, Mm -hmm. hashtag A Nut Above. So it's a crazy story. We didn't even promote this. But um, anyway, so instead of Planners Peanuts doing however many millions of dollars for their Super Bowl commercial, Mm -hmm. they were like, all right, we're going to pick 20 winners and give them fifty thousand dollars that's awesome so yeah it was cool but they didn't promote anywhere I, I don't i didn't even see the only reason i saw it because you know i run our social media like i said with help from uh john uh, our picture chef um anyway so somebody tagged us on um twitter and the whole premise of the campaign i should say is you know anyone who did some good for service industry folks, and that was the whole plug. So they're like, you know, who in your community has done this and done that. So somebody, you know, tagged us, and then it got retagged and reshared awesome. a couple of times. And then I was like, yeah, you know, hey, thanks or whatever. And then you know, one about my everyday life. And then so like six weeks later, we have an events at Good Word Brewing. Sorry, it's a long story. We no, got, this is great. We <laughs> have an events at Good Word Brewing uh, email that Jamie she runs our, um, you know, our in house events and stuff like this. She was like, forwarded me this email to me and Ryan. She's like, does anybody know what the fuck this is? And it was basically this guy saying, hey, you know, you're one of the uh, 20 contestants. I'm part of the Vernachuk Media. We were hired by planners. That's so cool. Well, it sounded like a scam. If, you, if I would have known about the Twitter, it sounded scammy. Oh, yeah. So anyway, I was like, yeah, I know what this is. And so I immediately called the guy. And uh, he didn't answer, he called him back right away. And he's like, hey, yeah, you know, start explaining all this. And I was like, so what do we do next? And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, what's the next part of the contest? He's like, no, you're a winner, you won $50,000. I'm like, holy Holy
0: shit, shit. this is crazy. (laughs) Then
1: I had to convince my business partners uh, to, hey, give me your social security number. (laughs) I swear this isn't a scam. There's too too many things that were lining up for this not to be a scam, but um, anyway, So I convinced them, it took about 48 hours to get this done. And then they sent us a check.
0: That is so cool. Congratulations. Thank you.
1: And then we gave uh, $5,000 to Meals by Grace.
0: That's awesome.
1: Well, that's who we were, you know, it only felt right to do that because that's who we're, you know, giving food to anyway.
0: Yeah.
1: And, uh, but yeah, we kept some of course. Yeah. (laughs) But um, anyway, it was really cool. And it really just showed like, you know, our community response to all this. And we did the food, the, um, you know, soup kitchen the saddest part was yeah we saw a lot of industry people coming in but no one really was immediately affected like yeah. in the first few days like of the shutdown like yeah. yes we were in a lot of ways I know it's not even I say that but um, I'm talking about like day one day two there were people who were already coming in when I realized they weren't even part of the service industry they're just like in need and they are one mile away yeah and there was um, one or two families in particular that I saw like almost every day. Yeah. And this one little guy, he was a tiny little man and mm. he was the sweetest guy. He was like, well there's five of us, you know, and I, you know, I hate to ask for, more. I was like, listen, this is here for you to yeah. take and, and whatever, but That's awesome. Me and Ryan would come in and make a, you know, one would do a vegetarian uh, soup and the other would not. My daughter's a vegetarian, so I always try to think about that. Yeah. And uh, so we did that for a while. Then our chefs were like, "Hey, we want to be part of the shit too." So they started coming awesome. in. We were crowning beers to to try and sell to pay ourselves some money because we yeah. were like we didn't have any, you know, money. But yeah, it was crazy. But anyway, we never promoted that. We got 50 grand or we gave it gave some of it away.
0: Well, and that's so cool, because it's like amazing how things can just come back to you, like things that you put out into the world, because you've always been like so just very generous and very like, you know, like giving and everything. So I think that's really cool. And congratulations. It's very well
1: deserved. Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: And um, and such a great time for that to to happen, because it's like, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, nobody knew we were like. You know, are we just taking like a week off here? Like, totally. and then here we are two years later. Exactly. And yeah. it's like, well, shit. <laughs> I remember having the first
1: conversations with our partners and it was like, you know, to open this restaurant was so crazy, but to decide to close it was equally insane. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it was, who knows if we can open back up. It was a very challenging time. Yeah. But and then of course a lot of people weren't able to open back up unfortunately
0: it's it's really sad and just being able to get back like y'all made it through and you guys are thriving and doing really well and i'm you know you've got so many great things coming up one of which um the beer dinners which i'm i'm coming to the one on wednesday i'm so excited about it i
1: love this so i can't wait we have um we usually do between 30 and 40 seats for beer dinners Mm -hmm. and it's we don't promote them a whole lot. Like I, I feel like I, I do sometimes and sometimes I don't. It just kind of depends. We're trying to get more regular. We're doing like once a month, except for the summer months. So yeah. we're doing this one with resident culture. Then the next one is with shilling. Mm-hmm. And then that one's just a couple of days for a little beer. Um, and then the next one is in May. I may move it because we may go to CBC, me and Ryan. Oh, nice. That'll be fun. Yeah. yeah we haven't been since. It's in like Minneapolis this year, right? Yeah, or something. Exactly, yep. Yeah. That'll be cool. Yeah. It's the only time I want to go to that part of the country because it's so cold. <laughs> It's so very fucking southern.
0: cold. It is. I lived in Chicago for six years. Holy it was shit. unreal.
1: It was. Yeah. By the lake too. I couldn't imagine.
0: It was off. I was unprepared. Yeah.
1: That's <laughs> funny. I, I can deal with the cold a little bit. You know, if I'm just like, all right, we're here for like a day or two. Yeah. But I call snowboarding the worst fun I ever had because I didn't uh, take the lesson or anything. And I fell down about a thousand times. But um, yeah. So anyway, we're doing Blue Jacket is the one in May, mm-hmm. and we may move it to like the third or fourth week. And uh, yeah. but anyway, you're gonna see, like I know you like the fish sandwich, but what we do with the beer uh, dinners are fucking crazy.
0: I cannot wait, I'm so excited. Nice. Um, cause yeah, John's gonna be up here from Resident Culture, or yep. down here, he's mm-hmm. coming from the Carolinas. Um, that's gonna be so yep. much fun. As long as I get to sit with y'all so y'all can talk to me about everything, we're oh, good. For sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't usually sit, so I did sit last time cause we had um, John from Wheatland Spring, and uh, who else? was? It? Oh, Blake from Creature Comforts was here, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, what so a great crew. Yeah, it was it was good. I'm, you know, we talk in front of everybody. And, you know, I played music for like 10 years. So I'm oh, good cool. with a microphone and a band behind me. But I'm a little awkward. So I'm <laughs> like, eh, yeah, beer. Um, but I did buy a really crappy uh, PA. The last time I tried to use it, it was awful. So hopefully yeah. I'll have enough time on Wednesday to, like, get ahead of that. And, I can uh, help you with the out. sound if you need to okay cool
0: I can bring my mics up if you want just hook them up to whatever you need
1: oh word yeah I might take you up on that okay I don't put you out but I may take you up on that
0: I just put everything in my little backpack
1: you know what's crazy I used to have a recording uh, studio small a modest Mm -hmm. one and um I went to music school not for recording and stuff like that but for playing guitar and singing and all this kind of stuff that's awesome um, I'm not good with like you know setting up EQ and all that shit like I swear
0: there's people for that that's yeah there are
1: people for that um But, yeah, beer dinners are outstanding. That's awesome. Five courses and you get a welcome beer. And it's usually uh, three from them and uh, three from us.
0: That's awesome. I'm so excited. It'll be my first time going to one because I keep seeing them online, but I just never, like, had the time to come up. But now I'm like, all right, this is a priority. I'm so excited. It's going to be a blast. Oh, yeah. And then the last thing I want us to talk about, which I'm so, so, so excited about, yeah. is Little Beer. Little oh Beer my is gosh. Be super dope. The first one was last year. Yeah, you were here. It was awesome. Yeah. It was so much fun. So, what made you want to? So, what is Little Beer and what made you want to start it?
1: So, and this isn't just me, like, you know, all this stuff is like a concerted effort. I feel like my partner, Ryan, you know, he's. Not as, you know, upfront as I am, but, um, he deserves, you know, as much credit. Yeah. Um, and I was trying to give him credit on like the beer tasting really good because somebody was like, Oh, you must have a really good palate. And I think I've got a decent palate, but like he's a certified Cicerone and Beaches, Oh, that's a awesome. Judge. That's oh, yeah. huge. Yeah. It's really good. You were talking about how, uh, somebody was like, Oh yeah, it's fine. Or it's good. Like modest things. He's that kind of way. But if he says, Hmm it's pretty well good I'm like this beer must be amazing because uh, he's just you know he's that way but um but anyway so Ryan and I were talking for I mean a couple of years we reached out to Stevenson down at wrecking bar he's a good friend of ours and we wanted to do something we talked about trying to make it a concerted effort yeah with a couple of folks and it seemed like he had thought about doing it at one point Stevenson and then you know kind of decided not to and I, I do see a little bit why he was uh, reticent because it's hard to sell tickets for loggers yeah i'll be honest with you just like complete um you know transparency or whatever like we last year we're only trying to sell 200 tickets and we were close but we did there were a
0: lot of people here it was
1: awesome it was so it was a good energy but like the burr to like guest ratio was almost one to one
0: that's kind of why i liked it so much though because there were so many people who were totally. just geeking out over the style it was yeah. awesome
1: well so that's kind of we still want to have that oh for uh, sure right. you know what i mean so last year was uh just right out here um in parsons alley so we like move the tables and close off the road but this year we're going to be over in the town green and still have the road closed but all the energy will be over there and ryan has helped draw you know this little map with the tables and all this kind of shit and we're right in front of the stage hell yeah we've got a reggae band who played for anniversary they're super dope that's awesome uh they're called black lion Um, (gasps) oh
0: i saw them when i came up here that was oh oh, they were so good that was awesome
1: They're super, super chill. What's funny though is the guy's not on uh, social media, so I've tagged him a thousand times when I'm like promoting it. And you know, no action on their end. So every few weeks I'll just text him or call him. like, hey, we're still good, right? You're still gonna play the show. He's like, yeah, man, we're gonna play the show. <laughs> it's very unbranded. I'm like, you know, he's uh, he's so chill and I'm so like neurotic about what like, you're coming. Anyway, so we're, uh, we've are we got, the first year I should say, we had around 55 breweries, and then this year we'll have like 65. So a little bit more uh, folks with having more room out there. But, you know, basically the idea was to like celebrate and not put on a pedestal, but like focus on, you know, smaller beers. The original idea was to have everybody bring one Pell Lager and one English beer, but we know a lot of people don't make English um, beers. beers, So we're like, yeah, it'll only be like 13 people. So the parameters are one Pell beer, are am oh, sorry, one pale lager and one beer, five and a half percent ABV or lower of cool. any style. So you might see an IP out there, you might see a fruit sour, you might see a mixed firm, um, whatever. It's it's really about, you know, having a great time and drinking pale lagers. That's awesome. Which I love to see the the industry kind of swing that way. And anyway, it's gonna be dope. And the cool part too is like for 65 brews showing up only like six to eight people can't make it right and that makes everything a lot better yeah so No,
0: that's awesome. and uh, But no, it's like such a great time of year yeah. for these styles of beer. And also, I love beer festivals. Yeah, But at the end of the day, I feel like I drank like 15 loaves of bread. Totally. So like having like loggers that you can really go to like yeah. all day. And then by the end of the day, you don't have like the amateurs that are puking in the bushes. It's like...
1: Yes, for sure. <laughs> so one of my first uh, festivals that I went to in 2019, I won't say where it was, but <laughs> there were... I mean, these are large men. There was five of them on the grass laid out like they were looking for stretchers. I swear to God, I was like, holy shit, that's crazy. <laughs> my wife poured they with kick
0: me- kick your ass sometimes. Yeah,
1: my wife poured, poured with me at that event too. And I told her, I was like, hey, the first 90 minutes of this festival was gonna be fine, but people can get a little weird towards the end of this. Yeah. And she was like, oh my, after the event, she's like, oh my God, you're totally right. Cause it was, wasn't like, hey, <laughs> Uh, tell me about your beers it was like what do you got left What's, a, what's a ABV? can I
0: just put my mouth on the keg? Yeah, this is yeah. great
1: um, but we were just I was just at a, a really cool event in Tampa it was uh, done by the, the guys that beer
0: week yeah, oh my gosh I'm so was, jealous
1: that's awesome it was cool I was only there for a couple of days and yeah. I drove like a dummy I spent $240 in gas <laughs> and when I got down down there uh, June Bay um, he's the owner of or one of the owners at Berry house mm-hmm. he'll be up here for uh, mm-hmm. a little beer He's like, you fucking drove, bro. It's like 14 hours round trip, and it was more than that because of the way back there were some wrecks. Oof. But he's like, you know, a flight down here. I just he just flew up and back. It was only 100 bucks, and it was 40 minutes. I'm like, damn it, I'm, I am so dumb. But the thing is, mm-hmm. being able to take all the extra beer—that's you know, cool. Because I don't want to send it through a distributor because we don't have enough beer to send a pallet, yeah. which is what they usually want. Send a pallet, and then yeah. we we'll do some events. It's like, well, that would be cool, but. I don't make enough beer to do that kind of shit so
0: no that makes sense and like dealing with i mean that's one thing i've been talking with joseph from the guild about like just all the different like in uh in intricacies intricacies i went to louisiana public school sorry my words are not my forte (laughs) you
1: were quite elegant
0: thank you (laughs) um but no like there's just so many different things that you have to like go jump like that tape and hoops jump through with distributors that you know yeah hopefully that gets better
1: that would be great, especially in this this state. Yeah. Because there are definitely times when I'm like, maybe I should just go open a brewery in North Carolina because that's where I spend a lot of my life, and yeah. I love it up there. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. no plans to do that, so don't think I'm doing that to anybody out there. The <laughs> just for
0: one- <heard>, just in. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny because whenever um, we do an event, everybody's like, well, how did it go? And I'm like, I don't think we're that popular really. So, like, you know, I saw, like, a couple people uh, show up, but – I forget how small we are and i think some people might not realize that and they're like what are you doing at this event and i'm like oh, i don't know we're friends with whoever and then like how many barrels of beer do you do a year and i'm like 600 and they're like what how do i even know who you are i am like, "I don't know
0: well and so this location because i feel like y'all were the first like thing to open around here because. The first time so my one of my first acting gigs in atlanta was at the red clay music foundry oh, cool. i was in a, pl- I did uh back to back back to back plays over there and we would come over here and it was like nothing was open yet yeah. and then it was like y'all and then like everything else sprouted up yeah this area is so cool there's plenty of free parking like i like making a day trip up here is like awesome
1: yeah i wish the train would come this far that would be so dope
0: that would be so great that would be such a good idea i t- I do wish that like Marta and everything would come to like OTP areas. It'd be great. Yeah. Cause I remember I lived in Smyrna when they were trying to vote on Marta going up to, cause now the Braves are in Smyrna. So right. it would make sense for totally. Marta to go up there. And I remember people voting it down. I was like, this does not make sense. This is bad for us. It is.
1: <laughs> and you know, the small, you know, minded, narrow view people who always vote that kind of shit down yeah it's like you guys suck anyway come on let's be honest i know i hate it's to just, say that but it's true it's like no it's true
0: it's just like it's it's very clear that there's like race racist reasons for like sure. why and it's terrible yeah. so but we used to live downtown atlanta
1: and we would use marta for so much i mean we still had cars of yeah course, but we only had like one parking spot so we had one car so a lot of times if you want to go somewhere this is pretty uber days yeah um you were taking the train you know
0: i live right by my new place it's like right by the grant like marta station oh, so nice. it's like it's uh, I'll. Like, cause I, when I lived in Chicago, I would take the L and the buses everywhere. Sure. And so I just kind of forgot that that was like something you could do in Atlanta. And now I'm just like, Oh, this is great. I can drink and get home and not have to take an Uber. This is dope.
1: (laughs) Well, so back to Tampa beer week, not to throw it back, but Mm -mm. man, Ubers are so crazy. Like I said, it's been a lot, I filled my truck up three times Mm -hmm. and it was outrageous, but like just to get, you know, like. Two miles away, I think I looked and it was like thirty bucks. Like, holy shit, pass.
0: That is unreal. Yeah,
1: it's getting worse for sure. Yeah,
0: it's getting really bad. I had to, yeah, I had to start like actually going and picking up my food when I order it instead of Uber <laughs> Eatsing everything. So it's that'll be that'll be good for bikini season, I guess. <laughs> I heard that. Uh, but no, I'm so excited. Little Beer is going to be awesome. You have such an incredible list of breweries. I'm so excited. Yeah. So what goes into like you, um, like working with those breweries and like what uh, like what does a brewery have to do to qualify to get into little beer how do you choose them so
1: that's a great question um the really the only two parameters are like we want one pill lager and we mm-hmm. want one other beer five and a half percent or lower but you know i had somebody say well how come you only have nine or ten atlanta breweries or georgia breweries
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i'm like it kind of made me mad the way they phrase question to be honest with yeah. you yeah, because it's like you don't know what it took to get these breweries oh my gosh! Yeah. because I know how great the Georgia beer scene is but the truth of it is and we have ties with a lot of breweries that we didn't invite you mm-hmm. know and I would love to have everybody be here um for a little bit but it's just hard yeah and a lot of the consumer base that comes to these kind of things are goes after beer they right. want like the less attainable stuff so right. I obviously want to have and I would love to have just a Georgia you know, beer event, and I think the guild is doing one the weekend yeah, before, and yeah that's kind of that great. anyway. So they're already covering that base, but um you know, it does make it a little bit uh, tough. And I think this year we had more Georgia breweries than we had the previous year. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we're gonna have to sell whatever beer that didn't move. And to be honest with you, the beer that comes from out of state or is less attainable is gonna move a lot faster. So I have to think about it from that perspective. Oh, for as well. sure. And last year we had um, we've got this patio bar. I've uh, seen it out there, but it's got ten tap lines. And the plan was after a little beer, this will be our like a lager, you know, uh, bar basically, and we'll have all the guest taps out there. But we didn't have enough staff because of you know COVID and all oh, this kind yeah. of stuff. So I end up throwing a lot of one ways away <gasps> and just cleaning kegs that were because it's not fair for me to pour poor brewery after four months or three months or whatever. It's like, eh, you know, it's gonna misrepresent them. The beer's not gonna be that great. And so we lost probably 16, 17 kegs, something like that. My um gosh. I, It's fine, it is what it is. Oof. But- Hurts the, my heart. Yeah, it hurt my pocket. Uh, <laughs> or not my pocket, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like throwing them away, is like ugh. That's hard. But all the package stuff, I just put in our uh, beer cool and it's huge. You know, That's awesome. We had plenty of room to sell it all. But um, yeah, most of the breweries, it's like we have some sort of relationship with on whatever level, and yeah. And this year, I you know try to add a few new uh, breweries that we didn't work with in the past, and so uh, we're getting Heater. Hopefully, Uh, she said they're coming. Heater (gasps) Allen. Oh my is, gosh,
0: please introduce me to her. I'm so like, so she'll
1: make it in person. Okay, if she that's does, cool. I will I've... 100% make sure that happens. <laughs> um, I just emailed with her. Uh, she emailed me back this morning. So they're definitely sending beer. That's awesome. Forland is also in uh, McMinnville, which is in Oregon, right next door to. Oh,
0: um, oh, okay, cool. That's Peter awesome. Allen.
1: They are coming, and that's how the beer is coming here. And then who else is coming that I'm really excited about? Ennegrim is sending beer. Have you heard Ooh, of for
0: before? Yes. I've never had their beer, but yes, I've definitely heard of them.
1: So last year I sent packages. You know, I sent It's funny because a lot of people were like, how do you meet these breweries? And I'm like, so I fucking cool. send beer all the time. That's you awesome. Know, if I can't meet them, I want to, you know, try their beer and see like what's up. But Integrin was one of the breweries I sent beer to and I sent them maybe like 12 beers. They sent me back. It was crazy. They That's are awesome. an incredible lager brewery and they're probably one of the ones I'm most excited for uh to be here um shilling of course they were here last year they're gonna be here for the beer dinner a couple days before that um finback's coming which is super dope too uh there's so many that's awesome there's a ton of good breweries but yeah as far as like qualify i mean that's hard because there's so many incredible breweries not only in georgia but around the country you know i wish there was room for everybody yeah so
0: it's part of it that that's what makes it exclusive and makes yeah. it fun. And it's just, it's, you know, you can't just get it at any other beer festival. Totally. So that's what makes it special. So yeah. I think that's awesome.
1: And we, were th- and we were talking about doing like a VIP, you know, for the festival. And I was like, you know, it was hard because sometimes you're like, would it help make the event make more money? Would it make it more exciting? All this kind of stuff. Because last year I think we made 200 bucks and it's not about money. It's about yeah. the camaraderie and the relationships that you're building. For sure. And the community. But, you know, making sure you cover costs is huge. But anyway, with the VIP, it just seemed like it was the antithesis of little beer. You mm-hmm. know, like we're going to have all these, would have had all these doubts and all this kind of stuff. It's like, nah, fuck it. So we punted on it. And so we're like, let's just make sure, and me and Ryan were just talking about this earlier, that every brewer feels like, um, you know, they're part of this cool thing. We treat them like royalty. All the vol- volunteers feel like family and all the guests are like blown away. And so yeah. whether there's, you know, two hundred or five hundred people. We want them all to walk away and go like, "I can't wait for next year." You know. Yeah,
0: that's how I felt last year. I was like, and now it's here this year. So yeah,
1: we, I think you were um, kind of mentioned it, but we had it in June last year, and everyone's sweating their butts off. It's like holy I was, shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was
1: bad. This is the perfect uh, time of year to have yeah, it. so April is going to be much better. Yeah. Yeah. I'm stoked.
0: Awesome. I'm so excited. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Of course. And I'll have like links to tickets and everything like that for little beer and then keep me posted on upcoming beer dinners and everything like that.
1: Definitely. Thank you so much.
0: Of course. Thank you. Thank you so much again for listening. Isn't he just the coolest? He's so fun. I always feel like... 75% 75% more knowledgeable and cool after I talked to him. Good guy. The beer dinners are so much fun as well. I highly recommend it. I will be at the beer dinner this Thursday. This is the Schilling beer dinner. So this is, they are working with uh shilling brewing, which is out of New, ha- New Hampshire. Um, now with the beer dinner, you get five courses and it's $75 per person. So that's a pretty great deal. The last one I went to was the one with resident culture. Ugh, so much fun. It was an absolute blast. You get to hear from the actual brew and the people that work there themselves. And you get to hear from the chef. Oh my gosh. Everybody that works at good word is just five stars all the way. It's just such an amazing experience. Totally worth it. So yeah, if you want to come see me and hang out at the beer dinner, I will be there. Um, and that is happening this Thursday, April 7th at 6 PM. And then also, uh, biggest of course is little beer happening this Saturday, April 9th. And you can get tickets by going to goodword.osner, R.com and you can get your tickets for little beer and also the beer dinner tickets. So definitely want to hit that up. Well, it's been a great time. Thank you so much. And until next time, cheers. (laughs)